0: Alright, so I'm here with Dexter. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm
0: doing so well. Thank you for joining me. Um, Dexter, oh, how do you say the last name? Odell. Dexter Odell. Odell. That's a weird one. That's a weird one. It's German Odell. as fuck. Odell. <laughs> I knew this one girl, um, her name last name was like Hordel. Hordell? And it sounded like you were saying it wrong. Like Hordell? Hortle. Hortle. O-
1: Odor? It's it like hits you in the back of the mouth real quick, and then it you It's like that. It my tongue has to like. Odor. Yeah, ugh. and
0: not ugh, your
1: name's... Oh, wonderful. you're gagging on it. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but anyway, thanks for joining us on here. I don't know. So my first question for you is, what is your first? Wait, one? hold on. You gotta
1: you gotta explain what we're doing.
0: Okay, We're five. doing a promotion okay. for
1: your show, right?
0: Yeah. Okay, so come on. Next- you gotta fucking you gotta I plug yourself <laughs> on your own I goddamn God, podcast. <laughs> Thanks for Hey, this is Jordan Reinhardt. Reinhardt.
1: Reinhardt. Whatever. It's okay. I didn't know your last name
0: either.
1: Fair enough. This is Jordan <laughs> Reinhardt with the Jordan Reinhardt Podcast. We're here to pump up Dexter for his promotion for next week's headlining spot, even though there, I'm not a headliner. But we're going to give it to him because he's enthusiastic.
0: You did my job so well for me. Thank you. Know, you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, shit. Oh,
1: he's good he's good keep going keep rolling keep Sorry. rolling
0: um that's so funny um some dude just smashed it yeah yeah we're at trucking head so there's gonna be a lot of people walking in and out and like you're gonna hear some people talking but it's fine
1: we're gonna keep it high and tight though we're yeah gonna we're gonna keep it rolling
0: Yep, we're gonna keep it rolling this is real professional
1: you so your question I mean? <laughs> is
0: my question is Tony baloney
1: jesus christ open your eyes jordan
0: I hate you. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But not really. But I'm kidding. But I'm not really. Sorry, me. your question is. My question is, I can't stand you, um, what is your first or worst bomb? Oh, my
1: butter God. So the first one that I vividly remember, even though I was drinking a lot, was the first time I actually went up. Because I was trying to tell the first joke I ever wrote. Uh-huh. Now, to me... I thought the whole thing was funny, obviously, because these details are important to me, but the reality is the importance of details is not importance to laughs. Right. And so the first time I told it, I mean, it was just, I got a few chuckles. I think it was more of like a a common decency of like, (laughs) Jesus Christ, this kid is sucking. Trying. And he's talking about how no, he's getting caught thing. with his dick out, he's but a, like.
0: Here's the thing: I've been sacrificed when no one makes a sound. Oh, tr- yeah. same, same. Like, I totally so, get it. At least he got some laughs, laughs, you know. It
1: it was it was enough that I was like, "All right, I should try this again and rewrite it." But it was not enough where I was like, "I'm confident that story works." So, but it was just a it was a it was a, it was a gut check, like, because I think there's a lot of people out there that, like, think they can do stand-up comedy. Yeah. And I'm a a bit of a nut in that sense. But, like, it's one thing to, like, think of a concept and think it's funny and then implement the concept or the the premise or the whole joke in front of people and genuinely get, like, a realistic perception of it. Because I can think one thing is funny, but that's a personalized detail. Yeah. And unless you were there, it kind of sucks. And so... (laughs) Yeah. It, it, it's, it was a huge learning experience Because as soon as I got off the stage I'm like, oh, I ate a giant bag of dicks But I have to do it again And yeah. so that's when That's like the most vivid one, I guess I could think of
0: Nice, well You kind of
1: was like two for one The worst and the first Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, it worked out really well And I'm not saying I've been bound worse, But like, I guess I've, i I just have accepted it more yeah. And so I don't foresee it as being as bad Even though it's definitely Like, I've had literally no one talked to me or no one like respond within a five minute set of an open mic and i'm just like all right i'm gonna keep fucking powering through this and right. just eating up, eating shit <laughs>
0: that's funny um anyways i just but...
1: winked the shit out of lima she did not know how to respond to it uh, hey Lima.
0: hi i Halima. and peter keep going sorry <laughs> no you're totally fine um this is a pretty informal podcast um obviously it's me like
1: informational or like informal as in relaxed
0: relax i'm not too serious i mean like i want to have fun with this so yeah, i'm not of course. gonna be like everything needs to be perfect i, I kind of like like the rawness of like just like doing it
1: yeah go for it keep going you sorry I, mean? I don't i hope i'm not I don't, no I'm not, not at all too... not at
0: all like we have like like, I don't know. Good this before. is, like, a good way to get people, to, like, your vibe. Like, they, this is you. Like, this is me. True. Now they're getting our vibe. <laughs> all right, all right. But there we go. But uh, my next question for you was, is why did you start doing stand-up?
1: So um, the reason I started doing stand-up is that I, I, I work in a, an industry where that travels a lot, especially in a truck. And so mm-hmm. I spent an enormous amount of time listening to podcasts yeah and uh you know i can i could lie and say like oh i knew as a kid but like i I really didn't because of the the amount of exposure i had as a child or a teen or whatever was very minimal yeah and it just wasn't something emphasized it was truly because i had spent enough time in a truck listening to other comedians on their podcasts Mm -hmm. and recognizing the struggle and recognizing the opportunity and the freedom that they had especially being their own boss yeah as well as you know the purest mindset of like, I want to make people happy. Yeah. Right, I want, to, I want to be a distraction that they can, they can sit on for the rest of the night or the hour that I can provide them. And not saying I can do a fucking hour, but like eventually that's the dream. Yeah. Um, but I was just amazed by based on just someone communicating and telling their story and how they articulate themselves. I was so fascinated by that, by listening to yeah, a handful yeah. of comedians, you know, on a broad spectrum of people. Yeah. And saying, you know what, I, I feel like I've got a little bit of this. You know, I maybe it was it was auspicious, and I'm definitely using that word wrong, but <laughs> it was it was a hope. Generally speaking, that I had some type of characteristic like my heroes of the comedian's world mm-hmm. that I could do it. And so I, uh, I, I have a problem with like making aggressive decisions which it really wasn't at the end of the day but like i sat like for a year and a half telling myself like oh i want to try being a comedian i want to be a comedian i want to be a comedian yeah. and so i eventually just had to fucking pull the trigger right before my 26th mm-hmm. birthday and say quit being a pussy and try it i checked out a couple of open mics mm-hmm. first one was terrifying because yeah. the- it's so scary in the yeah. beginning, it's so, so fucking
0: scary <laughs> it really is especially
1: like the environment that you first foresee it in especially in an open mic and so yeah. from there i uh I ended up finding a uh, shrunken head and it seemed like a very comfortable enough environment that I could go up and do my five minute open mic set and I tried it. Uh, I, the first time I viewed it I was with an ex-girlfriend and then the next week I tried it by myself and it was, it was like the best drug I ever took.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel that. It is a, it's a rush. It's definitely a high.
1: It's a high that you know, few people experience.
0: Yeah. Um it's very high risk, high reward, which is what I like. It's either you have the biggest high for the rest of the night, or you're just fucking low. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, the, like the lowest low. Like, oh,
1: God. Like, you just feel like a giant piece of shit, and you're like, all right, I'm drinking, fuck
0: it. <laughs> you are know, like, every single mistake you've ever made in your entire life just comes off. You're like, oh, God. My God.
1: You spend the next ten minutes just, like, thinking to yourself, you're like, God fucking damn it. Like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Or, like... Why didn't I say it this way or that way or I'm like, like you why weren't they laughing? You fucking practice! Oh like, my god, spend <laughs> so many hours like alone <laughs> in the car with a fucking like a voice memo of the previous set and make sure that you're doing it right.
0: Right, like writing jokes, doing all this other shit, and then you get up on stage and it doesn't go, and you're just like, fuck, man. Oh my god. Yeah, but I get that. Um, and then I guess who are your influences?
1: Oh my god, there's so many. So, I mean, strictly from like a podcast standpoint. Because, uh, again, I, I travel for my day job because I don't... I'm not a comedian full-time. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my, uh My day job, um, I spend a lot of time in a car. So I, I listen to podcasts from... I'm just going to ramble them off here, all right? So it's going to be, like, Joe Rogan. Obvious choice. Yeah. Brennan Chaff, who's mm-hmm. kind of like a follower. Uh, Theo Vaughn, Tom Segura, Christina Pajitsky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um... Joey Diaz, Tom Papa, uh, a little bit of Fortune Themester. I love yep. Bobby Lee and his girlfriend, Kalila, which she's not technically a comedian, but I like that influence. I love Gilbert Godfrey's stuff. He's got great work. Um, Eliza Schlesinger, when I get the chance, I saw her at the, at the Ohio Theater. Um, I love Taylor Tomlinson and the problem She is, is
0: she, one of my fucking favorites. It's a real
1: problem, frankly, because like she is so good. She's so, so. good and yeah. she's my age and I'm trying to like my dumb 26-year-old brain's like, dude, I would fuck the shit out of her. But also, at the same, same. time... I like, would
0: fuck the shit out of her too. Right? right? I mean,
1: she's... Not only is she stunning... Right. But for her age, she's a, she's a head she's and shoulders above, like, right?
0: She's so... Yeah, so put together, so intelligent, so oh funny, so witty, so charming. Oh, my but God. Yeah, Wildly, like, right? Yeah, I would love to be her friend. Oh, my God. Yeah. 100%. That would be amazing. Um,
1: Whitney Cummings. I yeah. like Tony Hinchcliffe's work. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit of Dun- Duncan Crust... Duncan Trussell's but I haven't heard too much of it um specifically I my goal my goal for like long term I want to be Don Rickles
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know who that is so
1: Don Rickles just to give you a quick history lesson because we got to kill time on because we're only like eight minutes in here yeah but um
0: no it's not we're now 10 Don Rickles
1: (laughs) was a Jewish New Yorker Uh um and he famously had this beautiful relationship with frank sinatra yeah and so he's from the old country he's fifties, sixties, seventies, so he was a part of like the and i'm probably gonna fuck up these facts but like he was a big part of the um i can't think of the guy's name um he was before letterman what was that like talk show host guy's name i just listened to his i just listened to the comedians by fucking i don't know i actually
0: don't know a lot about comedy because i'm kind of like you it wasn't really my childhood i wasn't really like it wasn't really pushed on me you know what i mean i felt like funny movies like napoleon dynamite but i didn't like i don't even think i mean i knew stand up was a thing but it wasn't really conceptualized for me until i started going out to mics. now let me
1: ask you this did you recognize certain comedians as actors first and then actual comedians or did you see them as comedians first? So like let me before I go too far. I think
0: actors here. first and then comedians. Because okay. it's I don't know it seems kind of weird that like people for me at least growing up like people get paid to tell jokes.
1: Right. It wasn't really like. I don't know what it was but like I feel like I was very much like borderline SNL and then like late 90s movies was a lot of things so like Chris Farley. Obviously, he did stand-up, but he was more of, like, an improv kind of comic. Right. And then you looked like Chris Rock. Like, I, easy move that's just coming to my head is, like, Beverly Hills Ninja uh-huh. with Chris Farley <laughs> and fucking Chris Rock. Yeah. And I just saw Chris Rock as a...
0: Like an actor. An actor. Yeah. And he was
1: comedic actor, and he was always in a comedic acting role.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's where I got the first look, because I didn't, like... Everyone talks about, like, Eddie Murphy being, like, the OG with Raw and all that shit. But, like, I, I was just a little bit past my time to see him as a true comedian. I, I saw him Beverly Hills Cop.
0: I didn't realize he was, like, a comedian until, like, oh, kind of recently. Like, and that sounds, like, weird. But I'm not saying, like, in this past year. I'm in the past five years. But I just knew him, like, as a kid growing up. He was, like, in, like, what is it? Like, the Haunted Mansion movie? Like, right. Yeah, and I'm, like, he's funny. Yeah, daycare. Uh, like, yeah, like. He,
1: it's, it, unless you, like, investigate it, like. Yeah. You, I mean, like, when he, when he put out Raw, which is his most famous special ever. Yeah. He was 21 years old, and I believe that it was like ins- early 90s or insane. late 80s. yeah. That's okay.
0: insane. I was born
1: in 94, so like, I wouldn't experience that. Right. I just saw so many, like, I, I felt like that li- early ni- like late 90s, early 2000s, SNL characters uh-huh. went on and made fantastic movies that were comedic. Yeah. And that's how I, saw, like, Will Ferrell. Like, improv guy, obviously. He's probably done some stand-up. Jim Carrey did stand-up hardcore in the past, and then he got these movie deals, and yeah. I, it was that, like, period of time where, like, you saw these monsters, like Adam Sandler. hmm I saw those guys, and I'm like, fuck, they're doing something right. Yeah. I didn't, but I never saw them doing stand-up.
0: Neither have I. Right? Like, I was just like, Adam Sandler is like... You know, like Fifty First Dates, or exactly. like uh, um,
1: Happy Gilmore.
0: Happy Gilmore, yeah. Or what's the one where
1: he was like a dad? Um, his kid uh, gets like dropped off. It's a it big. It's not Big Daddy, is, is it? it?
0: I think maybe it big might be daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, but
1: yeah. So yeah, so I, I saw these guys. And I'm like, man, I I truly like fucking Michael Michael Myers, not like a traditional comedian, but like just Austin Powers. I fucking lived by that movie.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> like, I'm not proud of how much I watched that movie on VHS. If I'm being totally honest, I'm a little ashamed of how much I watched. Nah,
0: no, but it never. was fun.
1: But the idea is that I he was entertaining, and he yeah. brought something different to the table, and that's yeah. what I wanted to do.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like that.
1: Solid yeah. Answer. And I guess, like, the I mean, going back to the original question of like, what made you decide to do is that I felt like I had a unique perspective. You know, I, I not to like, I hope I'm not taking away the thunder from here but like I come from a very unique situation now I'm not saying like I grew up in a, a project or I grew up in a or anything crazy or like I got molested or anything but like yeah. I was a I was a farm kid Yeah. and I lived partially in this like super suburban world Yeah. and then I was also trying to understand other aspects of life socially which just weren't available to me where I grew up and then I'm learning that as an adult and it, I feel like yeah. it's such a, a i'm not calling it a super unique perspective but it's definitely one that's not being communicated out loud and i feel like it, i can bring a comedic voice to it
0: yeah i don't think you need to have this big traumatic story um to be successful in comedy
1: you I know don't, what i mean
0: like or successful in anything I like everyone mean, has like shit and it's not like we need to compare or, like i'm gonna be more successful because i have a shittier childhood like that's you know what I mean I don't need to be already laying. No Like yeah Like you don't And it's like I don't know I'm glad that you had A good childhood. <laughs> you know what I mean I like, love like, my mom and dad Right yeah Our parents seem like We had a conversation beforehand About them like coming To like watch you do Santa, Oh yeah And they seem really supportive And I'm happy You know what I mean Like oh, I'm so should. terrified
1: But I'm very excited No well. that's
0: gonna be super cool
1: <laughs> It's 100% gonna be mortifying Because I'm just gonna be Looking at them <laughs> As they're appalled So just preface this Before Jordan and I Started recording We uh I told her that my parents, who live three and a half hours away, are coming to the show that she's putting on next Thursday or this Thursday, depending on when this comes out. Um, and I told her I was nervous because all my stories are very personal; they're self-deprecating. I, yeah. I think that's more fun to and relatable for me at this point in my of my of stand up. Yeah. And so uh, I, I had to like kind of prep my parents and ask the question of like, what are your expectations? Cause they're. <laughs> Rule uh, yeah. rule people, um, and they're a little bit more on the conservative side yeah. um, and so i'm going to talk about getting caught with my dick out um, to <laughs> a few of like the cutest girls in my high school, and my mom definitely knows all of them, and so uh, I, I just had to make sure that she was aware that made me this is a little bit more vulgar than she expected, so yeah it, i'm don- it's a little bit daunting, but I'm excited and I think. I think if I address the fact that my mom is in the in the, in the audience, yeah. I think it's gonna make some of the jokes funnier because of the fact that like everyone's gonna to look to her just by a <laughs> paw, blatantly appalled by what I'm saying in front I'm of just her.
0: I'm gonna be watching your parents the whole time, like exactly. <laughs>
1: How do you feel about that, show? <laughs> Your son's got not one, but two butt tattoos. How do you feel about that?
0: Are you serious? Do you really have two butt tattoos? Okay,
1: unofficially, yes. Unofficially? We've talked about this. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah. Because here's the thing. I was thinking about starting a showcase where only people with butt tattoos would be on it. Okay, don't
1: tease me because that would crush that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm on I'm I'm down. <laughs> i am dying to put that showcase on. I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> No, oh, yeah. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be funny. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I would definitely have you
1: that. Oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, well, it's kind of at that mark. Are we at the marker? Kind of. I mean, it's not like, oh, shit, but it's like, we can kind of wrap this up. Um, well, anyways... Thanks for coming on. Um, oh, wait.
1: Well, come on. you got to ask like a solid question.
0: Okay. How long have you been doing stand-up?
1: It's a bullshit-ass... Okay, a, what the... That's what a closed-ass <laughs> question. Okay, if you're going to ask... How about this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking turn this around, okay? Okay. Okay. When did you know that this was something you wanted to do continuously? Because it's easy to go up and do this on a Friday and embrace the social environment because it is fun. Like, there, there's something to be said about... Comedians, where if you have the balls to stand on stage and tell horrible story about yourself or things that are going to definitely catch people off guard, off guard—I don't know why yeah. I said it that way. No, uh, there has to be a moment where you say, "I want to make this a thing. I want to make this a part of my life to a point where I spend majority of my weekend evenings instead of
0: going out for
1: and weekdays. I'm, yeah. Weekend evenings and weekdays yeah. where you say instead of stay." <laughs> fuck, I'm drinking beers. Instead of staying in, yeah. preparing for the next work day, going out with some friends for a happy hour, yeah. or whatever else, yeah. finding a 50 real... 50 million
0: things you could have yeah. been doing.
1: What At what moment did you realize, this is what I'm, how I'm going to spend my evenings? This is what I'm going to do until I get good at it?
0: Um, I think, for me, personally, it's just like... When I'm on stage, I kind of feel like the most like truest me, you know what I mean? And it's like I'm in like control and I like and it's like fun. It's of course there's some nights that I'm like fuck. But it's fun. Um I like like the people coming up to me afterwards and telling me I'm funny and to kinda of be able to like engage in like the people that I met and I kinda of feel like I found like my tribe of comedians. And, like, I have a hard time fitting in to different, like, places and stuff. And it's just, like, with the comedy scene, I feel like this is the most me. You know what I mean? Oh, I feel like this is me. Like, this feels right. So, I don't know. Did you
1: pin that down to, like, an apatistic moment? Or was this, like, a gradual feeling?
0: Um, There was my first really good set was actually at Bossy Girls. Um, Bossy Girls was actually, like, the first time I ever went to. Um,
1: and Boston Girls is what For your listeners Oh,
0: it's a bar um, On High Street It's really cool Check out. Hold up
1: It's not just a bar Let's be honest
0: Yeah, it's like a it's burlesque a, It's a burlesque bar <laughs> Yeah, and it's like And it super.
1: is It is It is barely seen it, mm-hmm. You would blink if you missed it Yeah But if you go in There's a very, very low stage And some sh- sketchy ass shower curtains Where you think <laughs> someone's getting murdered But it's really A That's... COVID precaution So that yeah. The burlesque dan- Dancers yeah. Don't get COVID
0: well, they actually don't
1: have that anymore Oh shit, they pulled that down? Yeah Okay, sorry no, Regardless. No, no, no,
0: no, no, you're fine But before uh...
1: The ancient art of burlesque is brought out on this in certain nights mm-hmm. The nights we don't we <laughs> yeah. stand up
0: well they do burlesque and comedy shows sometimes. They like merge the two together. Yeah, it's super cool. It's super fun. Oh shit. Um definitely check those out. Um Boxy Girls is a really cool bar. But before COVID, um they used to have like it was like tables, it was like packed like there were stools all at the bar, like there was like six tables with like chairs and everyone was like on top of each other and it was just like like dark and like you had that tiny little stage and it was like, a
1: perfect open night setting
0: it was and it was kind of like i don't want to say like it was like edgy there's something like kind of like you know like oh you know what i mean like it was like a almost burlesque. promiscuous yeah you like, know, yeah it's like what am well, i going to say next you know, like, yeah it was like and it was fun and um my really first good set was there and when the crowd laughed, the stage kind of would move. Like, because that's, like, how many people were in, like, laughing. You know, like, literally like, moved the stage. And, like, after that, I was like, I have to, like. Oh, I, yeah. I I need that feeling. Really? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I need that feeling every single fucking time. It's that
1: drug. It is.
0: It's such a high. It's such a high. And it, it, and, and it like, lasts for, like, sometimes, like, two days. I'm, just, oh, like, yeah. I'm like, just, like, it's, like, a natural high.
1: <laughs> so, for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm chasing it. And I'm trying to make money. <laughs> That's the goal, to be paid to do this. To now, on your
1: podcast, out. have you talked about your your flick and scoop? Or scoop and flick?
0: I'm trying to make this more about the comedians who are coming on. Because I don't want to be like this narcissist who is like...
1: Okay, you do realize now, my job is to make you talk about yourself what? and I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're I'm doing, doing a better job. Like,
0: no, be no,
1: right, right, <laughs> no, no! 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 I'm too much of a fuck up, but no... No, but the rea- you got to promote yourself, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, um, look, I'm
1: promoting... like, Not to make you... Uh, just just to even it out, right? Yeah, I right. want to promote myself. My okay. name is Dexter Odo. I'm eight months in. Yeah. No. I think I have... If you want to laugh at fucking goat jokes and dicks out, I'm probably <laughs> your guy, okay?
0: <laughs> I like and the goat jokes. The
1: goat joke, I'm trying to improve on, but I... yeah. I like
0: the goats. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So
1: that's the unique perspective I'm bringing. Yeah. Um, I'm not as clever as Jordan. Do, Shut up. <laughs> she up. She has the most incredible joke about, I'm not even going to say, but the premise is scoop and flick, and if you haven't bought these stickers yet, <laughs> you should. <laughs> what is it, two bucks? Yeah. Two bucks a sticker, mm-hmm. 100% worth putting on the laptop, on the fucking bar you have because you're a college degenerate, on your on notebooks. Notebook. Yep. It is one, okay, this is not dark enough to be your hand, okay? now I'm just fucking with you. I'm the fucking <laughs> you. For the record, the, the sticker that she has looks like she has, like, a, the whitest fucking palm and then the darkest fingers ever. What, realistically speaking, it's pretty accurate, now that I say that.
0: I'm half white. I'm pretty white. Yeah,
1: her palms are pretty white as fuck. Yeah,
0: it's pretty actually accurate.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm probably, <laughs> I probably came off a little racist, whatever, I'm going to apologize now. Sorry, not sorry, but sorry, Dora, Anyways. I'm going to get you
0: canceled.
1: I'm getting canceled before I even fucking say anything. Um. I look forward to seeing everyone. Hopefully you guys come out to Jordan's yeah. phenomenal Mike on Thursdays.
0: It's always cool. It's always a good. Where spot. is it at Jordan? It's at Jandy's it's in Worthington right behind the Budweiser bar. So it's super edgy.
1: Budweiser bar. What do you mean?
0: No, not bar, um, factory.
1: It's behind the Budweiser factory. Yeah. So it's by Anheuser Bush park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's the address? Don't worry about it. It's <laughs> called J J and D's Tavern, right? No place. J and B, J and B or D. D.
0: D, D is a dog. D. Yes.
1: So J and D dog. J and D place. Yes. In Worthington.
0: In Worthington.
1: If you are an open mic or interested, what yep. time do you show up?
0: Uh um, seven thirty.
1: Seven thirty. When's the show start?
0: It starts yeah. eight thirty. Eight thirty 9-ish, depending <laughs> on the roll. Yep. They
1: got that cornhole up front, right?
0: Yep. It's a it's a fun time, there's lots of people there, it's very interactive.
1: Thursday, September second is yep. when I will be Dexter Odal. I yep. will be the headliner, even yep. though I don't deserve it.
0: No, you totally do. No I'm here's you. Here's the reality,
1: here's the reality. Okay. I'm gonna say this. Don't okay. Jordan is doing something that no other host is doing, and I'm not trying to tutor horn, but I am because it is her podcast. <laughs> Jordan is paying the headliners out of her own pocket okay? Now, especially, I don't know how the rest of the world looks at it, but within Columbus, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily happen in open mic settings, and Jordan's really trying to make this a big thing, so I appreciate her putting in the extra work. Alright, I feel like we're going a little long here, I'm sorry.
0: No, you're totally fine. Um, I'm Trying
1: to jerk you off. This is why I'm in sales. I'm just jerking you off underneath the table.
0: Right. And I'm,
1: I'm trying to make you feel good.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I don't know. Come check it out. Um, I think you're at J and on Thursday, September second. Thanks. Um, but so I don't it know. starts at eight thirty at nine. Eight thirty. Yep. Yep. You're so good at this. Um, anyways, I don't know. Thanks for coming on. I find you really funny. Thank you funny. for having me. Yeah, I think you're very funny, especially for only doing it for eight months. Um, when I was at eight months, I was nowhere close to this being. That's good. And I'm excited for you to perform in front of your parents and I'm talk about your dick. And I'm going to watch I'm them the whole time. so excited. I am so excited, too. I'm so too.
1: mortified, but I'm so excited. Uh, Thank you so much, Jordan, for yeah, having me on.
0: absolutely. Always.